Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness Podcast. My name is Richard Thompson. Today, a solo episode all about managing work-life balance. This sort of topic rings home to me and is quite close to me because it is something that I've always tried to focus on and something that has always driven my decisions when it comes to work and is trying to get that that elusive balance between what we do for income versus what we want to do with that income. And this dates back for me, back, you know, when I was, uh, when I made that decision to leave law and to, uh, and, and basically in everything that I do is to go, well, how does this impact everything else of my life? And so today I thought we'd have a small episode just touching on this idea of what I do uh, when it comes to finding that balance and I guess the mistakes that I've made in terms of uh, when, when, when the equation or the equilibrium is off. And I guess that's where we should start is that that whole element of work-life balance is not a stagnant position or it's not a destination either. It's a continual reassessment. And that's because our priorities change both on what we're willing to tolerate within the work environment and also what we're willing to, what we're wanting to spend um, our time, I guess, outside of work. And I think this concept is such an important one. And for a long time, I have understood that you can always make more money, but you can't actually get more time. So the idea of uh, spending that time wisely, we only get one life, right? So it's like that is, a, that is the most limited resource that we have. And so we have to make sure that we are spending it exactly the way we want to. And that's where the work-life balance comes into play. Presumably, we all need money to pay bills. And so that is that beautiful uh, relationship. And I guess it's important to also understand that if you're listening to this, you have to understand that you have control. You have full control over this balance. You might say, no, my boss is a, you know, is a tyrant and I have to work 80 hours a week and I get to see my family for 15 minutes on a weekend. But ultimately, you're making that decision to accept that position. You just, and that is confronting to know that you have to take extreme ownership of that. But the beauty of that with the extreme ownership is that you then accept that you can change it. And so um, I'd recommend or encourage everyone to take full ownership of the balance they're in now, whether it's out of balance or not, so that you can make it better. The other thing to, to mention is that usually when we find the balance, we stop working on it. So you work really hard of identifying, going down, going through this process that we'll discuss today. And then once we found a really nice equilibrium, a really nice balance, we can, you feel it, right? You go, oh man, my life is in sync at the moment. I've got work and that's humming. I've got family, I'm killing that. I'm doing all these really lovely things. All the balls are in the air. And then you forget to keep managing on it, managing, managing it. And you forget to keep identifying what's your highest priorities and how you're spending your time. And then all of a sudden, and this is my scenario as well, right? You get so involved in a work project that you love. And then all of a sudden you're taking away time away from things, other things that are important to you. And then all of a sudden you think, man, I've, the, <laughs> the balance is not there anymore. So, but not to be too hard on yourself as well. And just to go, okay, um, let's bring it, try to bring it back to a more 
uh, sustainable balance. So um, the there's a Harvard Business Review article primarily about finding this balance, and I thought it was quite it's quite uh, pertinent. First is to first step they use is to pause, and what they say is denormalize. So to take a step, if if you think your uh, balance, if you think you're out of balance, then have then just sit with your. I guess with, you, with yourself and your emotions and to understand exactly what's out of balance, really identify how much you're working, how much you're playing, how much you're spending time with family and friends and where, and then <clears throat> identifying what the problem is, where the pain points are. The second step is to pay attention to your emotions in this process. So to be able to say, okay, I feel guilty when I'm at work because I'm not spending time with my family. But when I'm with my family, I feel guilty because I should be working or there's stuff that I could do in the business. In the business. <clears throat> and so being, uh, I, I guess, the emotional connection to the resentment is, is important because it gives a really clear indication of where your values are and what's important to you. And so using those emotional cues will point you in the right direction of what's important. Third step is to reprioritize. So then to understand exactly what looks like a perfect balance for you and to and then putting those priorities in. And I used to think this, I had this analogy where we all have different hats and in our lives in terms of you might be the boss at work, you might be, you know, you, you might have children, you might have a partner, you might have, you're a part of the local career club, you're, you know, you've got lots of different um, responsibilities and there's a lot of balls in the air and we have this sort of analogy where, so all the different balls in the different categories, there are some that are glass, the balls that are glass and some that are rubber. And so what's a really important idea when you're reprioritizing your new way forward to find this balance is to really understand what which ball is glass and which ball is rubber in the sense that you drop a ball um, that's glass, it's going to break on the floor and then life needs to, you, and then you need to clean that up and it's, it's a lot of work. There are some balls in the cat, in some categories that are rubber that you can drop and they will just naturally bounce back into your hand. So it's not necessarily, I don't think, understanding the idea of a category, let's say the work category, um, you have to keep all the balls in the air with work and the same with family or friends or whatever. It's just understanding that there are some balls you have to have to catch and throw back up. And there are some balls that you can let go and drop. And so as you have more hats and as you have more responsibility within those roles, you're going to have more balls in the air. And so the really key element here in finding this balance is to understand what responsibilities must be adhered to, you must keep in the air, and what ones you can just let go for a little bit so that you can focus your attention on something else. The fourth step on the Harvard Business Review article is consider your alternatives so that um, before jumping into thinking this is the way in the sense of, well, my non-negotiable is 80 hours a week because my boss will fire me otherwise, you need to look at the different alternatives to finding that balance. And that might be conversations and challenging conversations you need to have with your boss, with your staff, with your uh, with your partner, whatever it is, so that you can find that perfect uh, balance with, uh, for your life. Because at the end of the day, this is yours. This is your life to lead. And it would be disappointing for any of us to reflect on work 
to think, man, I gave too much of that. And I think nobody, I don't, I don't think many people would say I worked, uh, a, re a regret I have is I didn't work as much as I should have on reflection of life. So, and then fifthly is implement the changes. And so that is something that you obviously you, you trial and error that fresh approach and understand you got to be gentle with yourself. You have to be forgiving of yourself. Like we've discussed in the past on podcast episodes, but just to be able to give it a go and see what needs to be changed and altered. And that's similar to the path to success or the path, path to happiness. The path to having work-life balance is just as forever, right? Like it's a continual assessment of how we do things and whether or not that balance is right. So that's really important. So that's the uh, that was the article. And that's something I probably, I, I do follow a fair bit in that sense of just taking stock, working out my emotions, uh, think, consider the alternatives, reprioritize, and then um, implement. But I was looking at, there's an alternate viewpoint when it comes to work-life balance, and it comes back to what you're actually trying to achieve. And I saw something on the internet that said that the concept of work-life balance is for the mediocre and for the poor, and which is a fairly extreme way to look at it. But I do believe it is for the mediocre in the sense that it's for the average, it's for the mean of population. If you look at the extremes of, and certainly on the pos on the more successful side of things, you have got people who don't have that work-life balance in sync. So something like uh, a quote from David Goggins, let's say, is if you want to be great, you are going to be misunderstood by everybody. You're going to be so obsessed and so driven. That's what it takes. Every second of your life, balance, Balance is important to a lot of people. It is. But if you want to be the 1% of greatness, you aren't going to be balanced and people just won't get it. And so he's certainly the authority of extreme, but there's this element of truth to that, that if you want, if you want significant greatness in your life, if the goal, I guess, if the goal is to achieve balance, then you can go and do that. It comes at a sacrifice though. It comes at a sacrifice of finding greatness in whatever you do, whether it's crochet, whether it's being the best um, marketing manager for your business, whether it's uh, your sport, there comes a cost to balance. And so in a sense, that's what you've got to consider is how much, how driven are you to go and achieve something versus how driven are you to keep the balance of, in your life? And that is somewhat a dichotomy. The other authority I have is Alex Hormozzi, who is you know really quite relatable to me at least. And he says, why would I have to sacrifice things that I would prefer to do to things I don't want to do to satisfy your objective measure of what you deem as work-life balance? So he is, and there, are, there is a segment of the community that is so driven in whatever they do that people go, oh man, he doesn't have any work-life balance. He, he doesn't have any hobbies. He mustn't see his children. He mustn't spend any time at home. He's just focused on his craft, right? Whatever that looks like. And but if in that person who's you're talking, the person you're talking about, if what they're doing is exactly what they want to do, then who are we to judge how their balance is? Who are we to judge? And usually it comes from a place of not jealousy, but certainly a place of you just don't understand, a lack of empathy for that person. And so society has this idea of, well, you've got to spend time with X, Y, Z in your life to, to, to define balance. 
but in Hormozzi's position is why should I sacrifice the things that I want to do just to appease your idea of balance? So it definitely, um, I mean, he comes from a place of, I guess, a different environment, um, but there is some truth to that. And I guess that's the point of this conversation is to say there is there is balance and you need to find that, but you have to also understand that it comes at the expense of extreme achievement and whatever you're trying to do. And it might be, there might be a, there might be a, a bit of gray between the two in the sense of, and this is where I come from, in the sense that I want to achieve things in the future that would, in my mind, would be greatness. And in the past with my sport and with everything else, it's like, I want to achieve greatness, but I also understand that I want to do it with balance. And so that, as a result, will take a longer time to achieve. If I was to kill the balance, not see my children, I would be able to progress my business dreams, let's say, or my sporting aspirations a lot faster. But is is that going to be the most enjoyable journey for me? Probably not. For Alex Hormozzi, it probably is. But to understand what your truth is, is a really important aspect of this path. And to understand that the work-life balance is about the journey. So we can get to the destination, we can achieve this business, we can achieve this goal or this, whatever the aspiration is. But if we haven't enjoyed that journey because it hasn't been true to our balance, whatever that looks like for the individual, then we're not going to enjoy the end. It's not going to be worth it. So the biggest step is to understand what that journey looks, what is the best journey for you? For me personally, it's being absolutely driven to a particular goal that that sustains me, that in, inspires me, that makes me jump out of bed every morning and go after it. But it's also to, to enjoy the things that I love doing outside of that process. That's for me. And so a huge step for everyone listening is to understand what is perfect for you. If it's fully committed to the process at the expense of friendships, relationships, whatever it is, then that's wonderful for you, right? That's You just go do that. You Anything else would be a lie for you and you wouldn't enjoy the journey because it's a lie to your truth. Whereas if you are a thousand percent, oh, I'll do 20% of my time on that business because 80% of my time has to be shifted between everything else in life, then follow that. Because if you do, if you commit any more, then you're not going to enjoy it either. Anyway, so that's work-life balance, Richard Thompson style. It's a lot of self-reflection. It's a lot of understanding your own truth. But if you really tap into it, if you really sit there with your own emotions and you understand exactly what you want from your life, you'll understand the truth. You'll understand what the balance is for you and you will love the journey as you progress towards greatness. If you enjoyed that episode, drop me a comment, send me a message as to how you uh, how you find work-life balance in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. Check us out on YouTube. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, peace. Thank you.